Okay, the new, the new Marmokum, number, number, number 10. Okay, so you can take a look for Marmokum number 10 if you're on my screen. For the Shlemus of the Simon, we went to the last Sif last week, which wasn't directly negated to Bizayin Eichlin, but it was all about preparing for benching, and we were discussing how to have the Maimachayinim, it shouldn't be getting the crumbs wet, either Xera, because you might get more than Gazayas wet, or we're going to see another Mahalach as well. And then the last Sif was about covering the knives or taking them off, and one of the nice things about all these sugis, you get to touch upon the halachas that often uh, wouldn't get to. This one was to finish the simon, but I'm glad we did because the uproar of questions about the uh, Bronze Age and the Iron Age and everything else. So I assembled a few marmachemists on it because it, uh, it is a very uh, esoteric, even though it sounds straightforward. Mr. Burr said there are two reasons we do it. Maishashahaya, a person Nebuch hurt himself or killed himself, out of the fact that he was an Avelis of the Chorban and he was so distraught, and therefore we take the knife off because either it's dangerous or Quentamadrega is a remez that we should be thinking about such things. And the other Indian was that the Shochan is Demon was Beach, actually the first one brought down, and we don't bring knives near the Mizbech, not making the Mizbech, and as we'll see tonight, not even after it's made. And the Magad of Ram had a suffix, whether or not this was just uh, the Derech Agav that raised the uproar, uh, what was the suffix of the Magad of Ram in terms of a knife and what it's made out of. So, according to the second reason, if it's plastic, it's not too dangerous. But the first reason, the Rem is, the to a knife, but the Magad of Ram is Mesupik, whether or not it means Dafka Barzel, which is iron, they would be steel, steels and alloy, iron mixed with other things. Or would it apply to other things as well? So the Elam over here started asking about bronze, which is copper with tin and other alloys. And I think uh, you mentioned, and Yaakov, you second the motion, that the Bronze Age was according to their dating system, which is never perfect, but not that ancient. And is the Torah answering Dafka Barzel? The Barzel here mean generic metals. And we have the Shaila Batilis Kalim, a list six metals. And Rabbi Yaakov held the Vashishak Sumbam Kechad, and it was only this, these six. Maisha held like that also. At least made the Raisa. And others say, no, those are the six metals known to mankind at these Man Kabbalah So it's not going to list seven metals because that would be a Navua, and everybody would wonder what's shot in the Pusik. We didn't discover that yet. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's limited to these as Shishuk Sumbam Kecha. So somewhat similar Shailah, this is a Daraisa, to take a knife made of barzel, made of iron, and cut these stones for the Mizbech, or go near with it, the Mizbech afterwards and touch the stone, which we'll get to. So it's a rare opportunity to look at what the Daraisa is and really a gear for our sugya. What type of knife are we talking about? The Mughal Ram is a suffix that doesn't spell out what a suffix is, but we'll see it might be a machalik zbishainim. And just a few hours ago, I received an email from Eretz Yisrael from Abelazar Cohen, I think who has contributed before, because his name came up in the email, usually the first time it's uh, somebody who's not in my system. So 
He uh, brings up two things. The second thing we will save for later on in the week because he sent something interesting about we were discussing also there, Hagav, about the stones on Shabbos with the dirt in between. So I'm happy that no small particles are left behind, but we'll get to that later. I listened uh, to the discussion last week with the son of Allah Barzal, the question why the Torah mentions Barzal specifically and not the other materials used for weapons. So he points out the Rashi, who's Machavin, these Mamakem has already made, the Rashi we're going to see tonight on the Pusik before we see the Ramban. And Rashi is going to bring down that the metal, the Barzal, is shortening people's lives. And the Deek is going to be, it's from a Mishnah and Midas, that a, the word Nivra means created, sounds like that's its primary function or one of its primary functions. And the So nivra sounds like the iron was created its primary purpose. So before we go to the Rashi, we'll go to the puzzle, go to the Rashi, and we'll see what's going on over here with a very esoteric twist at the end. But Halodovru, please pointing out is what I wanted to focus on, and that is if there's something unique to Barzil, I can think of one of two reasons. The first reason is, I think, Yaakov, you mentioned looking at the rough dates, that the Bronze Age, which ended very suddenly, suddenly, not as a minute, but there was a, they had a name for it, and the, the, uh, it, it's sort of like the whole system crashed for some reason. The societies that were using them were destroyed, nothing to do with bronze per se, a lot of wars, and apparently the... I think you had mentioned this also after the share, the technology needed to melt down iron was not really there yet. The kilns were hot. As a matter of fact, I think I printed out the exact temperatures in case anybody wants to go into the business. Um, yeah. Iron melting point is 2,800 degrees Fahrenheit. That's pretty hot. And it placed it out of reach of common use till the end of the second millennium BC. We'll get to that date in a moment. Tins low melting point of 450 degrees Fahrenheit, 449.4 to be exact. And copper is a relatively moderate melting point of 1985. That's pretty high also, but apparently they were able during the Bronze Age to get the kiln to 2,000 degrees, they weren't able to get it to 3,000 degrees. Got to stop somewhere. How do you make a kiln? I don't know. You keep lighting the fire, bigger, bigger, and you try to seal it, and you try... Um, Nimrod had one. He threw Avram Avinu in. You'll say, it wasn't that hot. It was. And there was an ace nigla. We know that because Haran got thrown in afterwards, and he didn't survive. It doesn't take much, but they knew how to build them. Apparently, 1,000 degrees is a big difference. I don't know, what's the average uh, kilns today are probably powered with gas, not even the whole different system, right? Today they could probably go a lot higher. Anyway, they discovered at a certain point how to do this, and then they switched to iron. It's more about feeding the oxygen in there. To, to keep it going. Yeah. Okay, so, so somehow they, they figured out... Okay. Okay, like bellows, these gigantic, okay. So they figured out how to feed the oxygen, they figured out that they had to feed the oxygen. <laughs> That's not, that wasn't a given. And hence they moved from the Bronze Age to the Iron Age. 
That happened shortly before Kabbalah's Terry. I looked at it, give or take 100, 200 years. It's not an exact science. Nothing stopped on a dime. So that's why I was trying to research this. It's very hard. This is all theory. They have little finds here and there, and they're trying to piece it together. But it's clear that when the Torah put this down as an Isser, now, please don't take any of this out of context, because the Estaka Baraisa Bar Alma, the mitzvahs and Averis, this is in the Salab Daraisa, to take Barzal and make him as Bea. That means that Kaidim Brias Ailum, there was such a din, and there's a reason why it's Barzal. That's why I'm going to get to the esoteric part later, which is just the tip of the iceberg. But Lamaisa, at least you weren't quoting metals that they didn't know how to use for weapons. When the Torah was given, it said, Lasan of Barzal, and we'll see the Pasuk in a moment, because the Barzal was used for weapons. It's Makatzer, Chai, Adam. So it had to have been used by then. It couldn't be used during the thick of the Bronze Age. It would be in theory that, yeah, we know iron exists. They knew it existed. Can't really melt it or get it to where we want it. And therefore, we're going to use bronze because the copper and the tin works pretty well to kill people. And we're doing fine, unfortunately. And then as soon as they figured out how to do this, they basically forgot about the bronze. They have one famous relic from King Tut of all people. Found in Mitzrayim, in one of his tombs. They put all the good stuff there. Huge dagger, made out of iron, with a golden sheath. It's expensive stuff. It's in some museum somewhere. And I think, again, I, I have about 30 seconds to read quickly, but I think they say that they figured out that the iron over there was from a meteor, which many of them, if you ever bump at the meteors, as I hope you don't, they could be dangerous. If you ever have one fall near you, take a look. Some of them are rock, some of them are iron, some of them are a mixture. And they found one then, and it was made of iron. And at that point, it was malleable enough. Maybe it just went through heat through the atmosphere, whatever it was. I don't know the story behind it is. I'm sure they have a whole write-up on it. And they formed it. He was during the Bronze Age. I don't know exactly. I don't know if they know exactly which fire it was, but it was somewhere as you have to be very hush of like Emperor of the World to get one of those. It was a better weapon, less Montepulli. So when they could, they switched to iron. And the Pasa here is already writing at a time when they switched. Otherwise, the whole thing doesn't make sense. So that's clear. So whatever the dates come out, if they say that it happened 200 years after the close of terror, they're wrong. Then we know it because the terror is telling you don't use. Barzal, which is, uh, which is going to be used uh, primarily for weapons. And the diuk that he's bringing up is going to be apparent in Rashi. So with that introduction, let's go to your Marmokim in front of you. If you don't have one, there are some floating around. And the Pasuk in Yisroi, Perichav, Pasuk of Beis. In Mizbeach Havanim Tansali, Lasivne Esain Gazis, Ki... Marman's going to say soon means something. It's very sharp, but also means the cherv, as Rashi will say. Take a look at Rashi and Chav Beis. First, Rashi lets you know, just for Taich of the Pusik, one of the few aims is not if, it's when. 
and there aren't that many of them. Rashi says, "If Shmuel Eimer call im ve'im shebetayr rishus." Normally, it means if chutz gimel, and this is one of the famous ones. When, because it's a mitzvah deraisa kasher tasli mizbeach avonim, and you have to get the rocks, and you got to cut the rocks to get them to build the mizbeach. Lasivnes hein gazis sharechay v'lacha livnes mizbeach avonim. And you have to do it. It's a question of when, not if. is Ami is also chayv, and it goes on to cite another example as well. Next Rashi, Gazis, Lashen Geziza, you're cutting Shepaislan. Next page. Mechatatan Bebarzel. So the normal way to do it if you were a Gaisha artisan was to use Barzel, which is iron, steel. Rashi says, Interesting. Rashi sounds like he's saying it's a gezerah d'areza. Using a metal instrument to cut stone. Why is there a gezerah? You might use a sword for that. But apparently if they didn't have the handy craftsman version, they'd, everybody walked around with swords, they pulled the swords, and they'd start hacking away. So Rashi sounds like a gezerah d'areza, but Rashi's not saying, not trying to be derish time, but of course, just touching the pasuk here. Rashi says, It's puzzle. It's puzzle even with the evidence. Puzzle. So that's the deal. Nivra is, sounds like this is the purpose. The Bech has many purposes. You bring Kabonis and Schusim and Kaparas. But Lamaisa, the Kaparas and the Schusim are giving us long life. See, we have an interesting historical phenomenon where. Something was created, the primary use was weapons for a long, long time, but they didn't even get there till after the Bronze Age. Not Akasha. This, the time the terror was given, already at that point, the terror was talking to the primary ingredient in weapons. Now, iron, steel, uh, unfortunately, they create a lot of weapons in this world on a daily basis, but I would guess, just you can research it, I would guess that there are many, many more applications of iron and steel today to everything we're building from skyscrapers to who knows what. As a matter of fact, we have a mechanical engineer here. Right? Would you agree with that statement? Right? Okay, I ship in all the experts from Chicago and various areas just in case we have any questions. So I probably strongly rave, ruba to ruba, like well over 50%. I mean, they still use metal and guns and bombs and things like that. But, it's not the main thing, but it is a main thing, and historically it was the main thing, and therefore the terrace is it, out the remez and the damage and the ruchniyistic things that are associated with it. This is absolutely fascinating. We're talking about the race over here. We usually reserve this for Ramazim and Pshatul, you can say, in a Pasuk and a Tami Dekrana. It's not a pshatl. This is <laughs> a pshatl. It's a nice also, but this is, it's not nice. Ain't it? But it's not proper that you use something which is often used for weapons. Not much before Kabbalah terror, but when it was given, it's used. So, iron, we say, getting a very bad rap here. Rightfully so. And we don't want that thing near it to the extent we will see soon. After Mizbech has built, he built it 
kosher v'yosher, no barzel, if you accidentally have a knife and you're walking and you just have it on your belt and you walk on his back, this is not far-fetched at all. They had lots of knives in the base of Mikdash. Used them all the time. They shechted animals every three minutes. So they had, and the knives are made out of barzel. Ramban's going to point that out. If you happen to walk by this bear and just touch it, you just passled that evan you touched. Tinderaisa. They have to now take out the evan. It doesn't pass the homeless bear. <laughs> this is an ongoing isa not just in building it. So now we make a kavachimer. I read from kavachimer. Ma'avonam she'ena and roya zolashimis inanimate object. V'lamadabras ayudeshematila shalom amra terila sanafala and barzel. So the mere fact that it's dealing with the mezbeach and we're taking the building blocks of the mezbeach and the mezbeach's purpose is to be matal shalom. So therefore we have an isa daraisa, amr terila, son of la barzel, hamatal shalom ben ish leishta, ben mishpacha mishpacha, ben adul machaver, lachas kam vakama, shalotavu peronius. Isn't that interesting, Kabbalah Chaimer? The mezbeach, an inanimate object, is so... Halu, because it's Matos Shalom Ben Klaeslav, we don't allow any Chavala near it or anything that can be associated with Chavala. So, no metal, even though it's just a cutting instrument. If a person is active in making Shalom Ben Ishalish, then he'll be spared from Chavala. That's Chavala. Just, just for the Musavart, uh, and Rashi says a Kavachimer based on this Isser. Go to page three. As we build the Mizbeach and build this little sugi here. So Aban says, Ki the second column, second paragraph. Even touching it while you're building it, for sure, cutting it, and even touching it. Anything that had a sharp blade that can cut is called a cher because the most popular thing on earth, unfortunately, then was the cher. So when you want to use a generic name for something that cuts, we find this, us peace loving people. Baruch Hashem, we don't know for more, we should know from it. And uh, it's taka very tranquil no matter what's going on. And I say that even this week and last week, and hopefully next week. With that said, it's hard for us to picture a society. I'm not just talking about Europe 200 years ago, which was like this. At the time, the Romans, the Greeks, and they constantly, they were born, if you were a Shalem and not a Balmum, you went into the army, and that's what you did your whole life. It's hard for us to imagine. The whole world is constantly fighting. So people today, I guess, they're mumbling again, not knowing history, getting very, very nervous. Like, why can't anybody get along? Everybody's always fighting. It's, unfortunately, due to the technology, when they do fight, it gets a little worse in terms of the exponential damage. But it's actually probably on a lower boil. Then it was, even have nothing to fight about, let's make a war. You get to go places, see people, and make money. And that was a way of life. Hard for us to imagine. They're still doing that, but they at least disguise it politically as something else. So the... Prototype was a cherv, a sword. Skip down to the next bracket. So therefore, over here as well, this cutting instrument, which is not a sword, it's a cutting instrument made out of metal, but they called the cherv because it has uh, a sharp blade. He brings the example in the middle, in, uh, which we saw in Shaftem already, of uh, Eyod ben Geira's cherv uh, with the uh, which is the double-edged sword, which he used 
because he had a very short one because he had to hide it as they let him in because he was a lefty and it had to do a good job. He couldn't afford only one blade and it worked wonders um, in his uh, execution of his plan and of his king. Vatam ha mitzvah bedivir abaseno lehidr mitzvah. And hidr mitzvah it does not mean hidr mitzvah like pay more for an esrig. Hidr mitzvah, it's an interesting expression. Hidr mitzvah means the understanding. It's a din deraisa. Don't go near this mitzvah, not in the formation and not afterwards because we don't want any association of things that are kalim of destruction as Rashi explained, that's what he calls Hidda Mitzvah, it's in the Reisa. Hidda Mitzvah shalal yunaf hamakatzer al hamarech. Skip down to the bottom paragraph. Ani amer kitama mitzvah bavor hayyes habayzo cherev umachrev oilam lochei nikra kach. Did you ever notice that? Cherev, machrev? Pretty frightening. Lochei nikra kach v'hinei. Now here's our first hint into the esoteric because I'm still bothered if the Ramban is going to take a position which he seems to be taking, that it's not a generic name for all metal, it's only Barzal, which the Mughan of Ram is assuming that we agree with this Ramban either because everybody agrees or we pass like it. His only Shaili is when they made this mini by the knife before benching, did they make it on all nice, no matter what the metal is, even copper, or did they make it only on iron like the Dindaraisa? But this is the Dindaraisa. Why? So, we already explained, because historically this was used to hurt people and kill people, even though copper was used until recently, meaning recently before this Pusik, but this became the weapon of choice. Now he goes into, all of a sudden, goes into Esav. Esav? Well, Esav conjures up in your mind, which is also interesting. Esav lived... So, Yaakov, you have to try to get some, uh, see if you can nail down some dates, but you're not, uh, we're supposed to stop using that expression. But uh, you're not going to be able to do it because they can't do it. But Esav, Acharbecha, that he was promised he'd live by the sword, that was said at a time when they were using swords, that as Al-Shem also said that the weapon you will be using, your nation will be swords. I, you can work it out either way, it's just interesting. Or you could say Acharbecha was anything sharp, and during the Bronze Age it was bronze. But the Ramban is going to be saying that it's not bronze over here for this din. In Esav Hashem, so he starts off with, without the other Makaris. You see, it's Ramban. You have to look for rise to figure out what he's talking about. He brings up Esav and he says, Esav, like we say, Yamach Shemoy, Hashem. Esav, you know the Esav that Hashem hates? It's a Pasuk Malachi. Hashem hates Yishmael. No. Hashem hate what they're doing? Yeah. But, so it's, there are many nations that have that problem. Different tekufas. It only says this about Esau. That's telling. And this cherev is represented in Ruchnius of the Kayach of Esau. Top line. Esau, the nation of Esau. Esau and his nation, his people. No, 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 the nation of Esau. The nation of Esau, sorry, Esau, I said, it's going to get esoteric, but it's very important, actually, for something that has happened recently in our Gullus. I'll get to Shamalavacharbacha So Again, is Ramban saying the Charbacha then meant iron? Then you got to correct the scientists who were putting the Bronze Age a little bit further than they should have, because Esau lived a bit earlier, like quite a bit earlier, a few hundred years. 
V'achev hu k'aycha b'shamayim b'aretz. The Rabban Chumash does this all the time. He talks about a pshat and a pasik, talks about the time of the crop, then he goes into Kabbalah. This is Kabbalah. He says, this represents, the reason this is so hideous is because it's not stama remez, it's makatsa chay adam, and as Rashi says, and the Ramban agrees that mezbech is myra chay adam, it's we don't want the kaychas of Esav involved in our mezbech and our avayda. Cherv hu kaycha b'shemayim aretz ki b'madim u b'mazolos hadam acherv yatzliach. So, Madim, the mazel of Esav. The Gemara Shabbos says, the good news, you're born in this mazel, you'll either be a doctor, a male, or a Ratzayach, Rahman al-Islam. It's up to you. It's called Bechir Rechavshis. But Esav was this mazel. Madim, mazalas, adam, acherv, yasliach. That's why David HaMelech, when Shmuel and Avi got so scared, he had a ruddy complexion, and red hair looked like Esav. And Hashem said, no. If they and I am, he's going to use his kaychus to kill the enemy and become a tzaddik yisraelim. But the madim, the mazal adam, cherev is esav. Ubehem teirag v'rosoi, and that's how they show their might. L'chein lo yuva beis Hashem. And Rabban says that is the secret. While we don't want them near our mizbeach. Very fascinating. So. What's Ramban addressing, besides giving us depth into what's going on, is that you look at Rashi, you look at Ramban, it sounds like, very interesting, iron could be and was often used for a cherv, and the Mizbeach is always used in Meirach, so we don't want the symbolism of, it's not, it's a cutting instrument. Were there any uh, artisans here that uh, by day work in a quarry? What, what, do they, what do they call this thing that uh, when they cut? What, what do they do? So what, what's, the, what's it called then? Give me, it's a as opposed to cherv, there's a thing that cuts. You guys are all sitting at office jobs, cushy office jobs, I say, in front of computers. Um, no, so I think I don't know whether there's a, there's a name for something that cuts stone with metal. I'm sure there's a, there's a name for the instrument. So it does. Lachain, <laughs> so he says, you cannot bring any remes of this metal because this metal is Asaf. Zelatam. As he mentioned, even afterwards, even after it's built, you have to bump into it. I'm going to go back to Esav soon, but that was a very interesting entry into this Mahalach. The Yisaitas would have been better with Barzal, and they made it out of Nechashis. So what's Ramban telling you in this line? What the Magad of Ramban understood, and what everybody understands Ramban is telling you, is that Nechashis is okay. And the metal here we're talking about is Barzal, and only Barzal. And it would have worked better using Barzal, these uh, foundation uh, things, and uh, they used Nechashis instead, which was okay, but they used it for a reason. This is not the din, by the way. The din is only a din of the Mizbech. He's going to go on to say that they added chumros to this, which, if you would ask me, if I wouldn't know the background with the esoteric issues over here with Esau, which are very important and weighing very heavily on this, I would have said, you make a chumro, din the rice is, you can't use it for Mizbech. We're going to have enough of an issue figuring out where we're, we're going to see in Tesis. Tesis wants to know, how'd they get these avonim to build the Mizbech? How do you do it? How do you make a... The stone has to be smooth. How do you do it without barzo? So it was difficult. They did it. However they did it, it was difficult. Then they had Chumruz that they didn't have it anywhere else. When he built 
the bias the plus is beferish. You couldn't hear anybody cutting barzel anywhere in Harbayas. That's the Khumra, as Rabban will point out. That's not the din. Why make somebody chum? I have Xavier Dalbon on usually for the Hamanam. There's a Klal Einshfus Bamikdish. Why is he making chum? It's hard enough to build as is. Why make a chum over here? So, Libyamali, it's not because of this Xavier It's because of what it represents the influence of Esav and the uh, Ruchnius and the damage that could be. And that's why Shalom al wanted to keep away. He was the Shalom. That's why he's allowed to build it. And he didn't want this Midah Lecherv anywhere near it. Otherwise, Haladavrahu, of all the places to make it to Rabbanu, it's not Nagayat to anybody else, only Nagayat to a national project. Normally, you say, Ainsh was for Mikdash. So why? So the Ramban points out there was only a Chumrah, but it doesn't explain why. I think that's part of what's going on. Let's continue. Amnezer, next paragraph. One thing they needed out of Barzel, they needed knives and they needed a lot of them because they had to shecht. So you'll say, why don't you shecht with copper? Answer is, it could work if you make it sharp enough, but it's not as good and shechita you don't mess around with. So they just kept warning the kainim, please, when you finish with a knife, put it away, don't go near the mezbeach. But they needed knives. And he says, the reason they technically left it out of this Chumrah is because it didn't really... It's not really an Avaidah. Yisrael could do Shechita, even though it was in the base of Mitesh and you could go frightfully close to the Mizbeach. But they didn't make the Chumrah because that would have made things extremely difficult. And he keeps reiterating Barzel only, nothing else, and only when it comes to the Zbech maker a din. And they had to figure out some way to cut these stones. And Rabban says, You have two choices. Use a very sharp silver instrument. We have knives that are silver. That blade that's made in England. That's why we have to be table it. I was up. So, Ramban says there's. So maybe may make an alloy and mix it with something. Ramban says there's a way to do it. Lasat lasate It's got to be a way to do it. He um, he says it. He says it can be done, and apparently it was not. Just it's not as easy. Or the shamer, which was sort of a miraculous worm. That cut things, and we'll see soon in Taisis. He's not even sure how smooth a job it did. Sheskir, Rabbi Seiner, Gemara and Saita, Hareza Mutter, and that's fine, and that's the only way he got to do it because he got to build him as Beach. Next paragraph, one more piece. And I think the reason is because even though it's counterintuitive to make a Xera, when it's in the Mikdash, and Shavu Mikdash, this represents a lot of very, very august and mysterious ideas, and he didn't want to go near them. He goes on to discuss with Psukim that when they cut it in the quarry, uh, the other things they were building, they used Barzal. They didn't use the stones in his bed. That Machmer he wasn't, because then it took years as it is, it's never going to get done. The Margaret of Ram you have on page five, which we're just going to see inside now, and we'll go back to tomorrow because we just have another two minutes. Uh, there are two points we're going to focus on, page five on the right-hand side. First, he talks about the Maimachonim and the water, and we got into this of not getting in the crumbs, so clean away the crumbs first. 
more than Gazayas would be Bizayin Eichlein, less than a Gazayas, a Gazayas, you might use more than Gazayas, the Shamash can be a, an Amaretz. The Lokasha, I see the second line, Lokasha, Anias, El Shadaris, Alayim, Abba, Imashlich, Lamayim, Shari. He says if it's less than a Gazayas, the only Bizayin Eichlein is when you step on them, not when you throw it into water, which is why we had to explain the Simon that it means we're afraid there's an Amaretz there who might mix it up and have something more than a Gazayas. So we say, move the crumbs aside. Don't go near it. We'll see uh, tomorrow night as well. There's a Shevet Alevi who comments that it's possible with my Machrenim water, that's Matame, you're in bigger trouble even with less than a Gazayas. It's a Bizayim like stepping on it because your mom has been Matame. It's not just waterlogged. We'll get to that tomorrow night. The second part, look and dial it quickly. Now the question is, to answer, this is why we came here, why is the meaning of Shabbos Yantav not to cover the knife and not to take it off the table, one of the two? So the Magad of Ram suggests, the reason is because you can't build a Mizbech on Shabbos. It's not Dech Shabbos. Shabbos ain't been a Mizbech, but like a Rem is a Mizbech. Fiz a Dafke Besak and Sharbazot, so L'Chsaitzai, not plastic. Elvush Kosov, De'en Oigim, and De'en Oigim, and De'en Oigim, and they were makpit to cover it and take it off even on Shabbos. So, he mentions that, well, maybe it's only Barzil if it's what's done to Zbeh. But he says, Lefizeh coins his Pshat. Doesn't sound like he's sure. And the Mepharshim here on the Daf are Mesupik. So we'll discuss tomorrow what the Suffolk is all about. And we'll pick that up in Mitzvah Shem. If you didn't print it out, again, it's uh, copies number 10. You can have it for tomorrow night. Kultuv. What was that? So why by benching? Because the same reason they use knives on the... Uh, on the mikdash, they have to shaft. 